A basket of fiddleheads, a chunky brook trout, and a pile of dandelion leaves. The beginnings of a springtime feast. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Like late fall, spring in Maine can feel a bit underwhelming. Without many leaves on trees and shrubs to add a diversity of colors and textures to the landscape, or snow to beautifully highlight even the drabbest places, spring can appear a bit disheveled. Mufflers lie in ditches upon mounds of road sand and dirt, and the forest floor beneath deciduous trees appears matted and dirty from months of heavy snow and detritus finally melting away. But what late April has that November doesn't is a crescendo of signs of warmth, color, and beauty to come. From new bird songs that seem to grace our ears weekly, to bursting buds and delicate green leaves, there are endless sources of wonder in the natural world right now. One special flower that seems right at home in the sandy scruff of our spring roads and alongside the occasional muffler is the topic of today's feature, Coltsfoot. A few years ago, I was planning to canoe the Machias River and was doing some final scouting to determine whether I should postpone the trip after a series of intense rainstorms had brought the river to flood stage. The water was moving especially fast, spilling over the banks and wrapping around tree trunks not used to such intrusion. I was pacing up and down the river, assessing how confident I would feel paddling through the white water if I had paddled on that day, looking at weather forecasts and discussing the situation with my paddling partner. Hearing that several canoe races had been canceled due to the unusually high water helped us make our final decision to postpone the trip for a week. Disappointed, we slowly made our way back to the car parked haphazardly on the side of a dirt road. But just as I reached for the car door handle, I noticed a splash of bright yellow nestled in the ditch. At first glance, coltsfoot flowers resemble dandelions. These two members of the Asteraceae family share the characteristic of having flower heads comprised of many individual flowers. What you may think is a petal you can pluck off a dandelion is actually its very own ray flower. Look closely and you'll see the flower parts attached at the base of each one. Dandelion flower heads are round and comprised of many ray flowers, while coltsfoot flower heads are also round overall but with a center of stubby disc flowers surrounded by long ray flowers. Coltsfoot flower heads also tend to be a bit smaller and more compact than a dandelion and reside on top of a somewhat shaggy stem. A rather unique feature of coltsfoot is that these flowers appear before the leaves in the spring. So pay attention to where you see these yellow flowers now so you can enjoy their big soft leaves that will emerge after the flowers have passed. Ground-dwelling coltsfoot leaves can be up to seven inches wide and are shaped like a hoof, you might even say a coltsfoot, with shallow angular lobes. The top of the leaf is smooth and mid to dark green, while the underside of the leaf is soft, white, and woolly. Coltsfoot's scientific name is Tussilago farfara, which provides a clue to its ethnobotany, or uses. Tussis, the root of the genus, is Latin for cough. Humans across Coltsfoot's range have historically treated coughs using the roots, leaves, and flowers of this plant from making tea out of the leaves, to infusing honey with the flowers, to candying the roots. While native to northern Europe and Asia, early settlers of North America brought this plant with them because of its medicinal properties. Consequently, coltsfoot is now considered naturalized here. 
So the next time you're ambling alongside a road or other disturbed site, scan the ground for a friendly splash of yellow announcing that summer is on its way. I find that the medicine of simply seeing Coltsfoot lifts my spirits no matter my mood or circumstances. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by a pileated woodpecker made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology.